Welcome to the SEO Insider with your host, Seth Price, founder of Blue Shark, taking you inside the world of legal marketing and all things digital. Welcome, everyone. We are thrilled to be here with Peter Shankman. Peter Shankman, longtime friend. He's the futurist in residence for both Blue Shark Digital and Price Benowitz and a renowned international famous keynote speaker. Welcome, Peter. Thank you. Great to be here, Seth. Well, look, uh, I always get energized when you're around. Uh And the reason I I wanted to speak to you is we're sitting here in the middle of this AI boom, which reminds me of the time when we met back in the late 90s, when the internet was at its infancy and you knew it was going places, you didn't know where and how. And in a lot of ways, it was really fascinating because after the dot-com bubble burst, let's say April 2000, January 2001, everything was sort of reset. Amazon crashed, Google was sort of in its infancy. Once all that happened, like we saw, oh, this is technology that's going to be leveraged by eventually big players. The the, the seven pet foods didn't make it. So what I want to talk to you about today is how you've, you know, you look at a lot of stuff and I'm going to throw this out there as the opening and then we're going to turn it to you because people want to hear you, not me. But, you know, when we look at the shiny objects of recent years and we saw virtual cities and we see cyber currency, Bitcoin, and we, we now see AI, how do you, you're always ahead of the curve, you're 10 years ahead on each of these things, but how should us lay mortals allocate time and resources to maximize sort of return, given that not all of these are going to be economic booms for everyone? Well, I mean, I think there's several questions in there, right? Um, The first question is, how do you know what's going to be big? How do you know what's going to blow up? How do you know what's going to be important? Um, And I think that is a lot of trial and error, but there are ways to make that less error and more uh, beneficial to you. Um, a lot of it is legwork. I'll give you an example. Um, both my parents were public school teachers for 30 years and then NYU professors for 20. And they know just tens of thousands of kids, right? Who they have seen go from junior high all the way up through their PhDs. And my parents have been around for them always. So what I do is I always ask them every well, three or four months or six months or so to give me the names of 10 of their students ranging from youngers, sometimes it's the, it's the kids of kids they taught, all the way up to like, you know, kids in their 30s, adults now in their 30s and 40s. And I, I reach out to all of them and I was like, hey, I'm Mr. Shankman's son. Uh, they were your teachers. Can I invite you to lunch, to a lunch I'm throwing one day, Saturday next month for, you know, two hours? Um, and they're like, sure. I'm like, I just want to listen to you talk. And I invite, you know, maybe 20 kids, adults, maybe, maybe 15, 10, 15 will show up. And I, I, I take over a pizza place. It's a pizza place a couple of blocks away called Claudio's. I take over Claudio's for like two hours and they all show up and I sit them down and I'm like, hi, my name is Peter. Here's the menus, order whatever you'd like. Talk to each other, talk to me, whatever you want to do, do whatever you want to do. I just want to watch. And while some might think that's some setup to some really weird, kinky stuff, it's actually not. What I'm doing is I am watching them. I'm watching them on their phones. I'm watching what they say to each other. I'm learning from people who are not of my generation. There is a reason that Peter Shankman is my screen name on every single app that exists. There's a reason that I was able to get it long before anyone else knew about it. I had Peter Shankman on Be Real, on Facebook, on Twitter, which I don't use anymore, on threads, on Instagram, whatever, because I would hear about it 
months before it hit the mainstream. So the, the first piece of advice I'd give to you is understand who's going to know about this, who within your industry or who within your world is going to know about the latest stuff, befriend those people and listen to them when they talk. Well, essentially focus group people that are not now middle-aged people like us. Exactly. And you know, it, it's really interesting because I got into, I knew someone who told me about something called Litecoin back in 2015. And I simply, and he's been in it since 2012. So I simply mimicked every buy he made. And when he started selling, I started selling, right? So you find these smart people who know what they're talking about and you just watch them and you do what they do until you're smart enough to start making it. You, you have to know what you don't know. That's the rule. You have to understand what you don't know first. You know, we, uh, you know, looking at in retrospect, if you follow one of the people that you, you were sort of came up with, like a, a Gary V, really into NFP, NFTs, really yep. pushing them hard. And that does not seem to be a good narrative. They didn't, you know, those, those did no, not he, hold. <laughs> you, you picked a really interesting, interesting subject. He's too far down the rabbit hole. He can't get out right now. He, he has a lot of money invested in Web3 and uh, can't just sort of walk away from it. Uh, he he pulled the Zuckerberg in that regard and he put a ton of money into NFTs at restaurants, physical properties, all that kind of stuff. Um, I put some money in NFTs, but not enough where I'd have to stick around if it went bad. You know, I, I bought some virtual Spider-Man uh, 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 I think I showed them to you. Those, those, but the, you know, but things you liked. Not exactly. I focused on things that I enjoyed that I could get out of. And by the way, that virtual Spider-Man sold for 20 times what I bought it for. So in that regard, I did well. I think the key is though, again, you can't be distracted by the shiny. If you're focusing only on the shiny, you're going to lose, right? There's not going to be that one magical shiny thing that just happens to outsell everything else by a factor of a hundred. You need to make sure that what you're looking at is not only cool, but useful. Bitcoin is was cool. Where is the use case? Is there a use case in in um, uh, ledger ideas? Is there a, is there a use case in the value behind Bitcoin? Yes. In terms of the blockchain, there are tremendous use cases for that. But that doesn't translate into a coin or a non fungible token. Understand where the basics are. I've, I've always I always believe I had a, I had a college professor who told me this once, and I've always believed be brilliant at the basics. Right. Focus on the basics. I, the companies I invest in are companies that do basic things for cool companies. Right. I invest in companies that do HR. I invest in companies that do, you know, uh, tech, tech support for HR, things like that, that, that aren't sexy, but that are always going to be needed. So with that, you know, are there things like when do you get out? Is, is the NFT one of those things? Is the, are the cyber cities going to come back at some point? Will our grandkids have uh, headsets on and walking around? Like, we're, like are these things ahead of their time? Because there were certain stuff during the dot-com boom. I was with U.S. law. It was just yep. ahead of its time. I remember. Right? Every, I have, I, yeah. So no, the best way to answer that, I have, I have a, 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 a meta headset. Uh, a VR head Oculus. I'm probably going to get the Apple, uh, whatever they're calling it, the headset, because it looks really cool. Um, and it's a great way to ignore people on planes. But the bigger issue for me is I, I swear by something called the 80% hairdresser rule. What's the 80% hairdresser rule? When my hairdresser starts talking about how she's getting into a certain thing, I take 80% out of it. Interesting you say that, but I'll, I'll, I'll counter that, which is the reason I knew Facebook was going huge was when my mother-in-law got on. No, totally, I completely agree, but a completely different concept. All right, these little things, Bitcoin is not Facebook. Bitcoin was something that if you got in early enough, 
was awesome. There was no way in hell Bitcoin was going to rule the world. We all knew that from the very beginning. We just wanted to see how far it would go. Right. When I was when I was being told that that, you know, I, I think the, the, the end all be all for me was when um, was when Musk started saying that we could buy uh, Tesla's with Bitcoin. And then three days later said, well, we're not going to do that. Right. You know, then you have people starting to corner the market. Then you have people starting to 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 make these prognostications that can hurt. The key is if something is new and very few people understand what it is, play with it. Have fun with it. You never know. Right. But. You know, if you're going to throw your life savings into something, the basics are always the way to go. Um, let me let me take you back then to do you see this? The, you're getting this new you know, Apple version of Oculus. Do you think that this is just ahead of its time, that there'll be a time when we really love this or? No, is, there'll is be a it, time when it's beneficial for us. There'll be a time when it's more useful for us just than playing Beat Saber, which don't get me wrong. I love Beat Saber, but it's going to it's going to come a time where there's something more exciting than just Beat Saber. It's going to be. Um, useful because it won't be a giant thing that you put over your head. It'll be built into your glasses. It'll be built into your um, uh, contact lenses. And when someone calls you, you tap on the side of your head, take the call as you're walking down the street. No one knows any different. That's where I'm excited about because the technology is great when it humanizes. Okay. When you're walking around, walking down the street with a giant orb on your head, you're not humanized. But when I can talk to my daughter from 6,000 miles away and see her face and tuck her into bed from my hotel room video-wise, that to me is humanization. So as technology, the reason your, your grandmother got onto Facebook was because they gave her a reason to, and it wasn't just for talking to you. The reason was not only was it talking to you, it was because if she went on and refinanced her mortgage, so it's something she clicked on Facebook, she could save a quarter point. All of a sudden that made sense. I, I would challenge one more, which was it was the social connectivity. The connectivity, that, but yeah. then she stayed because, oh, wow, these ads are useful. Okay, um, so talk, it's that combination of everything. Talk, talk to me about what we're in right now. So the AI revolution, which to me, at the first one of the things we're talking about that I'm kind of excited about. It doesn't yeah. feel like a bubble. It's it's the future, whether we like it or not. And it, it, when you start thinking about it, it gets very, very scary. Um, well, there are 18,000 apps that have dropped for AI since January. That is a way too big number. It's very much reminiscent of the dot-com world where, where, like you said, pet food had 47 different sites, each one backed by $50 million. The majority, the 90% of them are going to disappear. But the premise behind AI and what it can do for us is actually very beneficial. Um, I Here's the thing about AI, though. Unlike Facebook, unlike Bitcoin, where if you just have money, you can own it, AI doesn't help you unless you already have some level of intelligence. All right. You are not AI is not going to radically change your world if you don't a know what to do with it and b already have a basic comprehension of how to do business. Right? It so, seems it makes things better, cheaper and faster. It makes it doesn't, better it doesn't... if you're good at it already. OK, if you're not a good writer, AI is not going to save your business. If you're a good writer, AI can make you a great writer. And the reason I, 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 would, I would challenge that if you are a non-existent writer, that you know, if you're look, look at the there are people that are attempting to make a buck on this planet, not with English as their first language from right. third world countries. All of a sudden, it, it's not. Is, is it going to be confused for the New York Times? No, but you'll be able to communicate in a way potentially. I agree. Except, so you and I are looking at this from a different level, right? I'm looking along lines of I would never be able to send an email written by AI to my audience of hundred thousand people because they know how I am. They know how I write. It would just seem weird but can if i've stuck on something to write about this week 
Can I go into AI and say, hey, here are my parameters. Can you suggest a topic, write something for me? And then I go in and edit it into my voice. Absolutely. And so AI is, going to make things, AI is going to make good things better. It'll make non-existent things okay. Let's say that. So, you know, every day it's a scary number. Somewhere between four and 500 people wake up every day and are paid a salary based on stuff that is out of my pyramid, which scares the hell out of me. But that said, there are a lot of pieces of that communication that I see. And again, your your world, which is you get to think about this, you, you're the, the smartest guy in the room because you have one amazing assistant and have, have not all these people you have to deal with. But the stuff that I am looking at, historically, we have been so bad at things like employee manuals, things right. like that, policies and procedures that are partially formalities, but partially important parts as you grow businesses. And what I'm loving about AI is for stuff that you don't care if it's plagiarized or not. <laughs> it can do, and I say that with love, that, you know, if there are things that for you, the reason that you make a living is you say things that other people haven't thought of. You're ahead of the curve. You're our futurist, right? Um, and so the idea that there are many things in life that aren't in need of that. In fact, you don't want that. You want to crowdsource the best things and amalgamate them. And that is where, and it's, as you sort of say, it's, it can't be like you don't have a business and all of a sudden you need like amazing employee manuals. But as you start to build and grow, the idea that you have a starting point, as you said, a draft or ideas for what you want to write about, to me, and what I'm struggling with right now in talking about allocation of time is there are incredible things that be, can be done. How many are cool, you know, if we're back in 97, you know, and how many of those are the things that will make you a huge dollar figure going 100%. forward? 100%. I mean, I I um, am a huge fan of a website called Beautiful or an AI tool called Beautiful.ai. And Beautiful creates PowerPoints. I hate PowerPoints with the fury of a thousand suns, but sometimes they're required. And so Beautiful.ai, I dump all my information in, Beautiful makes them pretty, right? So Right. Or good enough that you're happy. Well, I have to go in and edit them. They're never going to be good enough for me to be happy if, they, if I just let them. No, no, do no, it. no, but no. But meaning, for someone who's ADHD like me, it's beautiful because the reason I haven't done the PowerPoint yet is I don't want to get started. AI will start it for me. Right, it gives you a draft. Started, I can go finish. Right. And as a business owner with these several hundred people, what scares the hell out of me, and I, this is what I'm quoted about all the time right now, is you saw the, the obviously the landmark legal case where somebody yeah. just submitted. Obviously, if you took a first year law student and they wrote a brief and you submitted it, you, you, know, you shouldn't be doing that. But the question is, and this is the quote unquote ethics piece, is if you could trust all of your people, since you have one and she's wonderful, you can trust her. But we went into a client meeting for an amazing lawyer. And I, he was practically yelling at me on the phone saying, why can't you do content as cheaply as my team? And we ran it through the test. And as you may or may not know, the tests right now are not perfect. They give you a pretty good idea of what's AI. Google clearly knows. They are several steps ahead of the software out there. But we're sitting there. We're like, dude, we don't want to you know, tell you, but it looks pretty certain your people are just jamming AI. It's crap exactly. content. They exactly. said, oh, no, it's definitely AI. And I'm like, okay. Then we had to go, why does it make a difference? I mean, Google spent the last four years, we geek out on SEO for a minute, on what is high quality content. And to me, even though they're saying that they're not running an algorithm to penalize ChatGBT content, although I'm pretty sure that they, they are at some level and some anecdotal evidence is there. But what I'm seeing is that 
is that if you look at just straight money, they're not chat GBT. When Bard comes out, they may allow more of it, but they are not. And this is the piece, if, it, if I can bring back to SEO for a moment, which is, you know, if, you're, if I could get the futures to tell me how much of an impact will this AI revolution have on Google search? Are we, are we in a new paradigm or is this just another place where data will be done and you're going to have another type of search results added into the mix? I, I'm, I'm of the belief that there'll be another type of search results, uh, computer driven versus human. And the reason I say that is I look at my alma mater, Boston University, most schools, uh, most colleges and universities have, have outlawed AI, right? You cannot create a paper using AI. Boston University, and I give them a lot of credit for this, uh, they said, look, we're not going to win that war. People always find ways to do it. So we're going to allow AI. However, you have to cite it just like you would cite any other research you're doing. And so what that does is it allows them to use it, but they can't write a whole paper based on it. Right. So they've solved one of those problems. And I think Google will well, do it. I, I solved. I think it's a strong term. It's an okay. evolution. Placated for the time being. But Google will do a very, very similar thing in that here are results written by human beings. Here are results written by AI. And there's going to be a point where AI is fine. Right. If I'm just trying to buy two tickets to something to the to the to the opera in Dubai for this coming Sunday. Right. Which I've been which I was trying to do last week. I had to go through five different sites to find the actual opera site where I wasn't paying, you know, Ticketmaster fees or this fee or whatever. Um, I have no problem if a computer tells me, here's the one without the fees, right? I know what the opera is. I know right, what I'm going to enjoy. Isn't part of the reason that Google exploded and has done so well is when you did the non-Google search results, it was crap. Yeah. Whereas Google figured. But here's the thing. Those AI results might not be great, right? Except... The ones that are the best in AI will be at the top, just like Google is. And so what Google's saying is, look, we're not going to, they're not going to spend trillions of dollars trying to fight AI versus real. They'll just understand the difference. And they say, here's, here's AI, here's real. I think they'll, we'll see three categories, right? Traditional, real AI. And that, that to me is fine because just like you see the top two search results now are advertisements, we'll get used to that. Right. We got um, used to, remember when Google didn't have ads? Remember yeah. when Google's top first two results were not ads? Well, look, were, it oh was, my God, it, how it, am that, I going to get confused? Then it was three, it then it was four, yeah, then it was paid. It you know, and organic, you know, ninth, tenth spot sometimes. It's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, God forbid they put uh, AI before it. You maybe be like 14th. Um, so talk to me as we wrap up, since we do have uh, Peter and we have a very short attention span. I, I've only had one real divergent from the conversation. I, I consider that a, a, that's a, a victory. That's, that's a big a That's a big deal. I've never, I think it's it usually the over under is about seven if Vegas had odds on it. But to conclude, while I still have you, what? so these are the things. We talked about some of the shiny objects. We're talking about AI. What else is out there that you're tinkering around with that like, hey, this is pretty cool. I don't know where it's going, but I'm starting to play with it. So- I, I look at what my daughter does a lot for inspiration. She's 10 years old and she loves Roblox, right? I started investigating Roblox. I'm not saying go to Roblox, but the premise behind Roblox is that anyone can create a game. If it becomes popular, you get 30% of whatever uh, the kids spend on it, right? Uh, and they buy their Robux. And not a goddamn day goes by where my daughter doesn't ask me for Robux. So there's something to be said there for not recreating the wheel the same way that eBay stopped you from having to build a store, Right? So the question becomes, look for the things that are already there. What can you add on to them, right? What can you build onto them? There, I know people, I know a guy who used to work in finance, he used to be at, um, I want to say Morgan Stanley, Oppenheimer, one of the big ones, um, who said, you know what? Screw this. I want to be outside more. And he launched an Amazon last mile delivery service under Amazon. 
Guy has like 30 guys working for him now, has 25 trucks, making a fortune. Right? He sits at home, he directs, he does logistics all the time. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's being made from the things that are already starting to exist in, in 15 years when when self-driving cars actually become a real thing. I don't think it's going to be Tesla, but when self-driving cars become universal and become uh, uh, as good as Johnny Cab from, uh, from Total Recall, you know, then we're going to have to look at the, we have to reevaluate insurance industries. We have to reevaluate, we have to reevaluate um, organ donation. We're going to get your organs from if you're not having crashes anymore. Right. So those kind of things, 3D printed organs. There's a lot of things that we can look down the road to see. So I, I think keep your ears up, keep your eyes open in terms of that. It's not the basics. If you told me, you know, 20 years ago, I'd be I'd be sitting in my apartment and when I wasn't business traveling, I'd be doing webinars on technology that doesn't exist yet. Thought you were crazy. I'll end it with this. There is always room for improvement. And here's what I mean by that. Being ADHD, you know the story. I have two sides to my closet. One says office slash travel. And it's t-shirts and jeans. The other says speaking slash TV and it's button down shirts, jackets and jeans, right? The problem I have is that when I leave the house to give a speech, I know button down shirt, jacket and jeans. But when I'm sitting at home, my first instinct is to go into a t-shirt and jeans until, oh crap, I have a Zoom interview with Seth and I'm wearing a t-shirt, this is horrible. Someone reached out to me after reading my book and said, hey, I'm starting a company with a product. I think I'm selling one product in five different, designs. I think you might love it. I said, what is it? She sent it to me. This is a t-shirt. Is this not the greatest thing you've ever seen? This is literally a t-shirt that looks like you had no I, idea. And has, the, has the t-shirt been on CNN? It will be. It's been on MSNBC. I wore it last week and no one noticed. This is brilliant. This is how we have to be thinking for the next 10 years. That's awesome. Well, Peter, thank you so much. Uh, can't wait to uh, see you in person, hopefully sooner than later. Very soon. Always a pleasure, Seth. Thank you for tuning in to the SEO Insider with Seth Price. Be sure to check back next week for fresh insights into building your brand's online presence. Episodes are available to stream directly on Blue Shark Digital's website.